Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Comic Book Men Q&A. My name is Tom Mum. I am the audio supervisor on AMC's Comic Book Men. Uh, <laughs> Brian Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I want to thank you guys for coming. I also want to thank you for watching the show and keeping me employed for the last three years. I appreciate that. Uh, without further ado, I will get to introducing the gentleman you came to see. Uh, first up is Mr. Michael Zabsik. The ever-cuddly Ming Chen. Oh, did he just pull a Jennifer Lawrence and trip? And the incomparable Brian Johnson. All right, so my job here is to moderate, which basically means I just point at people when they raise their hands. So uh, let's just start it right off with questions. Who goes? Right here in the front. You, 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 uh, get, you, you hire Walt Flanagan as your manager, expert negotiator, uh, and always, uh, always squeezing the last dime. And you have Kevin Smith owning it and pretty much, you know, backing it for, you know, a losing proposition. Is that it? To answer your question? <laughs> you mean like, do we make comic book men money? Is that what you're trying to tell me? Is that what you're TV asking? Well, maybe. Maybe. I don't make Chumley money, that's for damn sure. And those rat bastards don't even have to be in their own pawn shop, so. And you know what? Tomorrow, I have to clock in. So I'm taking a flight, and tomorrow morning, I'm packing comic books. <laughs> so Walt is a slave driver. No, actually, I'm, I'm just that much of a toady. <laughs> right there. <laughs> oh, plenty of stuff. But uh, Chucky Doll, she was one of our first transactions. Uh, I, and I mean, literally, she was the learning curve. Uh, and there was stuff that you didn't see because she was wearing blood-splattered shoes. And listeners of Tell Him Steve Dave know that these guys bust on Ming's balls horrendously for his shoe fetish. And uh, we actually had that going um, throughout that transaction, but uh, the powers that be didn't want Ming to come off um, being creepy. Creepy. Creepier. I'm sorry. Err. Uh, than he normally is, so there was no shoe fetish um, in the transaction, which was my favorite part of the transaction. I think it was also because that lady had been, somebody recognized her, she'd been making the rounds to different reality shows. She was on, like, Oddity, uh, I don't know, that no. New York, uh, the, yeah, that curio shop or whatever. Yeah, yeah I guess she'd been on a show and, uh, yeah. couple different shows, you know, look how weird I am kind of thing. Anything creepy that came on the show or weird that came on the show that didn't make it? Um, I don't know, Brian. Um, nothing jumps out at me like that. But yeah, usually if it doesn't make it on the show, it's because it's forgettable and nobody would care. You know? Well. Because <laughs> we shoot, you know, if we, I think the ratio is like almost one to one where we shoot like 90 transactions and if there's, Three transactions for that's like 68, 68, yeah, it's like 48 transactions, so you lose a bunch. 
so people you know they come in and uh, some people it's like you just they're either super nervous you can't you know they or, or they don't they'll just like answer questions or they, you know and then you see the people that have personalities and they're the ones who usually get on in the case of the chucky lady no she you know she uh, superman <laughs> Uh, I think I was delivering Chinese food, so uh, you know I'm kind of. I'm glad. Dude, that's racist. I'm, all right. I'm, so one thing I was good at is I'm glad not to be doing that anymore. Um, I worked for the government for a while. Uh, you know, thought that'd be a nice, steady profession, but it was just dry as hell. So I'm very glad to be doing this now. Wait, you went from the government to Chinese food. Uh, yeah, it, was, it got tough. Tough times got tough. I was uh, ordering Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> And now no, he, he used to have a very prestigious job, man. He uh, he worked for Ben and Matt at uh, what was the name of the company? Uh, Live Planet. Live Planet uh, moved him out to California, L.A. He, he had a convertible. The man had a pinball machine. I did, uh, two cars. I had a pinball machine. He was living the life, and then uh, and then he got the slip, and then he cried. <laughs> I did. I cried in he, front he, of Batman. He, he cried when Ben fired him. <laughs> cried in front of freaking Batman. No, I don't actually think you ever said that Ben fired you. You were laid off, and you're still waiting for the phone call. What's the phone call? For, the, for Ben to call you back and say, Ming, you know what? We found a new position for you. I'm not getting the phone call. No. Are they in existence anymore? No, it's gone. Yeah, they, they were developing a reality show, I think, right? It was like uh, they, the did, they had one that was called uh, Project Greenlight, where uh, you, know, you could write a script and upload it and uh, judge it, and they, made it, they turned it into a movie. And uh, it, it went for like three seasons. Okay, right here, the TARDIS. <laughs> the, the bubble gum, yes. It's terrible. It was awful. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm really, really bad at No, trivia. honey, he, he's just dumb. <laughs> I, yeah. I, it's all of that combined. Uh, it's funny, uh, you know, Walt, you see Walt running the store. He, that guy is. I'm sorry. Um, She's uh, asking me if, I got, if, if I'm just really dumb for getting all the trivia questions wrong when we did the, uh, the gumball trivia episode. And uh, you see Walt running the store, but that guy is a wannabe game show host. I, don't, I, <laughs> I think during the 70s, he must have gotten sick a lot and just watched game shows during the morning. And um, so every so often, I'm like, we'll, we'll play a trivia game. And uh, I, I do horribly at all of them. Yeah, that one was shocking because even I beat you, and I don't know anything. And that gum was, uh, that was no lie, that gum was, it, I thought my tooth was going to break. Yeah. Like, it, it was really, really hard. <laughs> I thought you put jawbreakers in there to, to, to be funny, and uh, it was terrible. Uh, green shirt. Yeah, I hear that too. Uh, for that guy over there. <laughs> the question, the question asked, uh, about a vibrator. <laughs> Got any knowledge? Nothing? All right, good. <laughs> that it? That's the question? All right. Wait, Next. I think, didn't somebody send? Uh, oh, do you want to hear? Oh, oh, my God. Okay. Um, I know nothing about that vibrator, but uh, actually there's a story that Kevin tells on uh, Fat Man with Batman when uh, we did it up at New York Comic Con. And something that Walt and I never told Kevin was uh, basically um, this guy, what was his name, Dr. something? 
uh, sent a bunch of sex toys in superhero form. They were themed, superhero themed. Yeah, it was like the Incredible Hulk, but it wasn't the Hulk. It was like this <laughs> green. And um, they had um, the, the caped something satyr. And I'll let you use your imagination. There was a Spider-Man one where he shoots webs and... <laughs> Dude, it's not mine, all right? <laughs> so um, they actually sent the package to Kevin, and um, his wife, Jen, uh, opened it and, like, said, you pervert, you sicko, and just gave him the riot act. And he's like, I didn't do anything. They sent it to me. And um, they actually sent it to the store, and uh, Wolf Lanigan opened it up, and he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I looked in there, I'm like, what the fuck? And uh, he said, put these in the basement. And so we put him in, like, the furthest corner of the basement. He's like, if anybody asks, it's down there. If anybody contacts us, we do have them, but they're in the basement. And um, it was really weird because we were cleaning out the basement, and they disappeared. (laughs) We're trying to figure out who took them. Ming. Why are you looking at me? (laughs) It wasn't me. I ain't naming names or me. nothing. You know, there are two guys at this table. Yeah. Can you, Brian going downstairs, though. Oh, cool. Yeah, I would have to go back up the stairs, so it's... <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'd still be down there. Down. <laughs> uh, next question. So that's a vibrator story. <laughs> right here, Planchard. He asked if we could talk about how the show came to be. How did the show came to be? Um, I guess... On Red State, there was uh, an exec producer, her name's Elise Seiden, and she was friends with someone at a company called Original Media, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes. And was it Original or AMC was looking to make a show? I I had heard that AMC was looking for a show to fill the the gap between Walking Dead seasons. That was their original idea. Speaking of gap, how's my thigh gap look to you today? (laughs) Is it it looking tight? Is tight good or bad? I I can't really tell. Tight like good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. look tight, man. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go on. So, That's <laughs> a banner you folks came here to hear. That's um, awesome. <laughs> I had heard they were looking to fill the gap between Walking Dead seasons, and since Walking Dead was based on a comic book, um, they were looking for some kind of comic book-themed show. Yeah, so I think um, Elise then put Kevin in touch with, was it somebody at AMC or somebody? Yeah, I think so. Okay, somebody at AMC. And I guess what happened was they were... Um, they were good. They needed a, a store, so Kevin was going to let them use the store for the pilot, and he thought that they would, you know, how they normally do shows like that, cast a bunch of people, you know, wacky personalities for the, to, to fit the bill. And someone at AMC listened to the podcast that I do with uh, my friend Walt and Brian Quinn from Impractical Jokers, uh, tell them Steve Dave, and I guess they were like, whoever it was, I sh- really should probably... Noah's name or her name because (laughs) it was a pretty big deal. Yeah. Uh, But said, like, we want to use these guys. You know, I guess they like the the theme, the the flavor of the show and stuff. Uh, Quinn couldn't do it because he was on True TV. uh, And Mike and Ming working there made sense, you know, to plug them in. They had their own podcast by that time. So they went ahead and shot uh, what's called a sizzle reel. Yeah. which is um, like I don't know, like ten or twelve yeah, or like fifteen a minutes. Pilot. Like, yeah, like uh, not really an arable pilot, but enough to show you what the 
you know, what the show would be like and if they would like it or not. And obviously they liked it, so they went to pilot. Um, but the sizzle reel, like, there was stuff on the sizzle reel that never made it. The, the, the worst thing, I thought I was glad they didn't show it. And it would be fun, though, to, to see it on deleted footage or something. But they had a burlesque girl come in. She was like a burlesque um, dancer. Yeah, but I think she, she dressed, dressed up, up as like Robin. Superheroes. Yeah, she dressed up as, was it Robin? Yeah, I think yeah. it was Robin. Yeah, it was Robin. And oh Walt God. wouldn't do it. Walt wouldn't do it because he's like, I don't need my wife jumping all over my ass because I'm judging a, a girl on a TV and they set up a, a table about this size and it's, it's like, it was like American Idol almost where it's me, Ming and Mike and this girl is doing her burlesque dance and I mean, nothing against crackheads but <clears throat> it really didn't appear as if she were not a crackhead. Uh, I mean, like <laughs> bruises all over and stringy hair and looked out of it and stuff. Um... It, it was just so awkward. It was so awkward and not funny and not really what I think the the show wanted to be. So you know, we we never we never used that uh, to try to sell it. But um, I remember also uh, they were they did the what they call the OTF like on the fly interviews, which is like say Pawn Stars. You know, they go outside and they're like, "So, uh, uh, were you happy with the way the transaction went?" And they say yes or no or whatever. And uh, they tried so desperately to get Walt to say, um, you know, like Bon Jovi and uh, Springsteen. You know, they come into Red Bank a lot, but you know, I'm a pretty big uh, name pretty, pretty uh, deal myself. I'm a pre- yeah, like I'm a pretty big star uh, in my own right. Like they really wanted him to say that, and Walt was like, "Fuck." that he was like if it if it means that we don't do the show he's like then and i i I had to support him i mean it's just so not him and so uh, gross you know retarded so yeah he didn't say it but and we ended up obviously not going with the on the fly interviews and all that other stuff too but yeah it just that's kind of the way it happened uh third well, three seasons. We we got picked up season by season, and I believe we're going to find out within the next two weeks if we have a fourth season. Uh, numbers have been pretty good, so we'll new see. episode Hopefully. tonight. New episode tonight. Need you guys to watch if you want what more. What is it? Uh, what's the episode? Mingle bag. Mingle, come to your hotel room and uh, watch with. Oh you. yeah, I will tonight. I'll come and watch it with you. <laughs> Shit, you it's want likely that? he'd be trying to sneak in whether the show is on or not. <laughs> What uh, what what's uh, what's tonight's episode, Mike? Uh, tonight's episode is uh, comics guaranteed. So CGC. So you got CGC coming on to Comic Book Man, and uh, you find out how we feel about them. What a thrill! <laughs> <laughs> I, I noticed you you weren't really in those. Yeah, scenes. I wasn't. I wasn't in that. There are there are a couple. Usually, I'm in. I'm in many of the transactions. Ninety five percent, yeah. Yeah, there were a couple that like there was one I, I thought this was strange too. There was a, a a kid that I found out only later on because it's usually like I'm I'm in I mean ninety nine percent of them they they stick me in there somewhere. But this one they you know, they were like, No, 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 you don't need to be in this one and it turned out the kid like thought he was Clark Kent. He had like Asperger's or something. Yeah. Like he was on the spectrum. And for whatever reason, they thought like I was going to hammer him and like really go after him, well, which I would never do, you know? But, but it I, was weird. They took great pains to make sure like you were To keep even, me away, like, yeah. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't day. even in the store. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I know, I know, I'm like, it's like, what? I can control myself. I'm yeah, not going to make fun of somebody. You know? It's like, what in your history is ever, like, that you would make a, a fun of somebody with, like, a, a disability? It was really, it was really well, weird. Well, there was a lawyer. <laughs> I mean, you know, that was, you hammered him pretty hard. Yeah, I don't, did that ever air? The, yeah, it the did. Clark, yeah, the Clark the Kent did. No, no. He didn't, he, he answered the phone as Clark Kent, right? He, yes, he, he did. Yeah. yeah, he was really, uh, that he was like He had the little thing. spit curl and he had the glasses and all that shit, you know? I don't think that one ever aired. Okay. I don't remember seeing that one. But it all, it's all a blur after all yeah. these years. Right here in the front? Um, did that spirit ever come back to the Did the spirit ever come back to the basement in the ghost episode? I, I never felt any spirits down I don't, in that yeah, basement. I don't, I don't. And, I, I mean, I've buried some bodies down there, so <laughs> never bothered me. I don't think it ever. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I don't that, know. You seem to know a lot about it, sir. <laughs> that that girl, um, when they were getting ready, because they, they never showed, Walt and I had an idea that uh, there was supposed to be, it just, I guess it just didn't fit with the show, but there was supposed to be a flashback where uh, Ming tells a story about how he was kicked out of his house one night and he stayed in the stash, but he stayed downstairs and he was in a towel. It was a whole thing that I, like didn't work out and when we did the reenactment, we got a midget to play Ming um, <laughs> in a towel. It has to be around somewhere. Maybe somebody will put it on YouTube or something. But uh, Walt said to the girl, like right before we shot it, like, uh, you're going to go down the stairs and um, there's going to be like a three count and a midget is going to jump on your back. <laughs> and her fucking face <laughs> was so awesome because she genuinely believed, like, and I, I guess people, you know, people that, if you're not used to being on TV or you're nervous or you don't know what to expect, it's like, where do you draw the line, you know? So I think she was like, look, I don't really want that, but I'm not sure how to say. I don't, I don't want, want a midget it, to jump yeah. on my back. Yeah. That would have been priceless. Uh, that I would have liked to have seen. Yeah, that would have been awesome. <laughs> Ming was down there for quite a while in just a bath towel, and he had to eat a couple of Alka-Seltzer to make it look like his mouth was foaming. Oh, and wait, didn't didn't the fire alarm go off at, yeah, at there one was, point? There the fire alarm machine. went off at one point when we were shooting that, and I'm sitting there in a towel, and the firefighters are racing down the stairs trying to look for the source of wherever the fire alarm was going off. And Ming's in a, in a towel. And I'm just like, oh, hey, guys, what's up? <laughs> what's going on? And they're just like, all right. Oh, it's a secret stash again. Uh, all right. You want rub and tug? <laughs> <laughs> Happy ending. Uh, right there. Do the fans have money? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And we're square. It's all about money. Yeah. Well, he's he's not really Ming's direct supervisor. Ming sort of does whatever he wants. Um, like Mike says many times, if Ming's not in the store, then he'll text him, let him know there's a photo op. It's almost like like he just appears, you know. Yeah, seriously, he all teleports. <clears throat> it's amazing. But uh, yeah, well, it's not the it's such a harsh taskmaster. Like your taskmaster, taskmaster. Uh, People come, you know, they can ask anything. People have been asking questions about Kevin ever since the first day the store opened, you know.
Does Walt? Uh, no, keep actually, the white sign? Might, no, might that, that sign, sign was there. actually my idea because um, the they for first season they put. Um, dark film over the, the windows. So people were walking by going, oh, look, it's another abandoned store in Red Bank. And we were open. So in sort of an homage to Clerks, I put out the I assure you we're open. And um, most people don't get that. <laughs> they come back, it's like, you assured us we were open, but you know it was 10 o'clock at night and I tried the door and you weren't open. I was like, get out. <laughs> Got money? <laughs> uh, right here. When the show's shooting, does the store operate normally? I don't think the store has ever operated normally. Um, but yeah, we're open for business. Uh, when we're shooting stuff, I mean, there are times when we can't make a whole lot of noise when you're. We have, let me put it to you this way. We have a fake counter that we film at, and in season one, you'll notice that the counter is closer to the door. It was a bitch to film that because uh, natural light would stream in, and that film they put out there uh, didn't really work well. So we built a counter right in the middle of the store for filming purposes. People always go over there and try to pay. We're like, no, this is, it's a fake counter. Sorry. Got to go over to the other one. I'm like, so it's not a reality show. I'm like, it's unscripted. So... That was, that was a Walt thing, too, because I, I think Kevin probably would have said, like, just close it, but Walt wanted to keep it operational, so, I mean, most people ever have to wait maybe 15 or 20 minutes sometimes, and that, like, most people don't get mad, but I think probably some of the regulars at times get annoyed by it, you know? Yeah, the, the, uh, the reservists, the hardcore. Screw ones. them. They've only kept this open for 15 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, right here. Favorite, favorite item to come through the store and why? Uh, I think uh, my was, was, it, was it the dildos? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it was just a favorite dildos. Uh, <laughs> a close second was the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. Like, it was such a favorite item. They named a whole freaking episode after it. Um, but that was something I wanted for over 30 years, and uh, I finally got a chance to get it later on. Uh, now it's sitting in the basement. I have nowhere to put the, you know, if you've seen the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier, it's probably maybe, as long as this table. Maybe the dildos are in that box. But, yeah, they could, they could be. Uh, that was one of those things where like, I, just, I just had to have it. And, uh, you know, I was going to figure it out later where, where to put it. Brian? My favorite thing? Um, I guess it, it might have been Famous Monsters magazine. I thought that was pretty interesting. Most of the stuff I genuinely don't care about, so that's why I mock it or ignore it. Um, unless uh, it's, it's, like, really old and really rare, like something that you... I mean, like second season, the giant size X Men and the Hulk 181. It was like, holy shit, you guys! Like, <laughs> the producers that season, it was like, enough of this. Like, it, it seemed like that's all we ever talked about, you know, in yeah. podcasts. And you know, we got another, we got a, another, uh, another giant size X Men number one coming in. And it's like, it, and I think they did, didn't they? You guys do it first season. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, did. Yeah, they like, you know, so it's like enough, did. enough they already. Did, they did print other comic books besides uh, Hulk 181 and Giant Size X Men, and, and some of them are pretty cool. Uh, it gets tiring after a while. Like the the things that I just want to smack anybody, including these guys, when I hear is key issue and holy grail. 
<laughs> I'm just like, shut your goddamn mouth. Verboten. Can't say God those things almighty. around, Brian. <laughs> and for me, the, uh, my favorite thing that came in was the uh, George Perez piece that he did for me. The oh, Wonder George Man. Perez. George Perez. George Perez. Perez. <laughs> Well, he's downstairs, and if he hears like me... Like subtly fucking Ricky Ricardo whenever he says George Perez's name. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Lucy. To do. <laughs> All right. Let's go right there. What do I do? <laughs> what, do what do you do? Independent contractor. <laughs> What's that? I'm never around? No, morale. Are you just there for morale? Oh, there for morale. Oh, what do I do at the store? Uh, I mean, if you, is, do I look like I build their morale? <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to dismantle it for years. Uh, I, don't really, I don't really hang out at the store uh, nearly as much as you would think on the show. Uh, I go down there to do Tell Them Steve Dave or if... Uh, I'll go on down to see Walter, one of these guys. I'll, I'll go down and hang out. But for the most part, um, I don't. And uh, I, do, I do the podcast, write the comics, do the TV show, you know. Try to spend a lot of time with my niece, you know. So that to me is more fun than work, you know. Still, I think the funniest thing I heard this week when some dude came up to you and he's like, so what's going on, man? Like, uh, you, you retired now or what? I'm like, retired? I'm like, that's, that's, you, that's, you should tell people you're retired. Nah, I, uh, what do they call it? Like, uh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't, I've, I've been sick this entire weekend. Very slow. Daniel here. If if they get renewed for another season, what comic guests would they like to see on the show? Um, I'm gonna. I would love to see Adam West and Burt Ward. I think that would be if we can get the surviving members of Batman because there are a whole hell of a lot of them. Um, is Jaja still alive? Anyone know? Uh, no, her leg fell off. Right? Yeah, come on, dude. Your leg. She doesn't have any legs now. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Wheel her in. It'll be fine. We're wheelchair accessible, folks, at Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash, 35 Broad Street in Red Bank, New Jersey. Bring a crippled friend. <laughs> I would love to see Adam West, Burt Ward, and uh, Yvonne Craig. Ming? Uh, I'd love to meet anybody from the, uh, the original Star Wars cast. Uh, if you're going comic-wise, uh, you know, Brian K. Vaughn would be awesome. Our, uh, Jim Lee came down uh, when we had a store on the West Coast. He came down and uh, actually drew on our fire door. And uh, when that store closed down, we, we stole the door. We took it off its hinges, and um, uh, it's hanging up at the, at, at the East Coast store now. I tried to get um, Henry Winkler, you know. <laughs> I wanted to meet Fonzie, but the, the showrunner said no possible way. But now I see he's doing, like, insurance commercials or something, like, for, like, like life insurance commercials with old people or something, you know. So I'm like, I mean, I don't know. How busy can the guy be if, if he's doing commercials for life insurance? Yeah, I've, I've seen him pop up at the odd Comic-Con here and there, so it's not, it's not out of the question. Yeah, I don't think so. So, Ming, you approve? Absolutely. Because he's got his legs? He does have his legs. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Comic right. guys, I, I would like to see, um, I, I mean, I don't think it would happen, but I would like to see maybe like Neil Gaiman come in. Alan Moore would be cool. 
It's like we'd have a face-off, me and him. <laughs> uh, behind Superman. Are we going to see more Tell Him Steve Dave on the show? Have we seen any Tell Him Steve Dave on the show yet? Just a, just a shirt. Oh, more references to more it. References. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, actually, I'll probably, you know that Army Ant shirt that Walt designed? I'll probably, if we have a fourth season, I'll probably wear that one during the podcast. But um, I'm also trying to, uh, it's, it's so pathetic. I can't believe at my age this is, is the kind of shit that occurs to me. But um, during the podcast um, session, uh, Portion. I want to put like our Twitter names under us when we talk, like you know, Twitter handles, so that way you know more people can sort of. Because if if people Google me, they they don't find our Twitter, and really I care more about the podcast than I do the TV show. So I would rather, you know, direct more people to it if I could. Okay, young lady, right there. Uh, I felt like she was lucky, you know, to. <laughs> Uh, it, it was it was fun in a couple different ways. Um, I got to kiss somebody, you know, twice my age. Uh, I thought it was fun for the show, and I knew that there were like legions of Trekkies out there who were like that fucking fat asshole. <laughs> he doesn't deserve to kiss her. Why him? So it's like like robbing them all of of the, of that. You know, like to soil Nichelle Nichols in front of all those dorks to me was an achievement. I love the fact that you take such great pride in such pettiness. <laughs> well, hold on. Weren't you one of those guys? Yeah, he was. No, <laughs> one of those guys. Well, I'm married. I can't kiss her. That's right. <laughs> I'm right here. I'm here too. Uh, in the back, Walking Dead. Flip it and reverse it. I wrote it. Walt drew it. Honestly, this whole thing was, it's basically Walt's baby. This is, and um, tell me if I'm wrong, Brian, but this is everything Walt ever wanted to draw. Like every fucking nightmare he ever had, yeah, he, he put, put it down on paper. Book. And, uh, I mean, we just threw some crap at him, and he's like, yeah, I'll work it in somehow. So that's our contributions, but yay much towards the, the whole thing. Brian and Walt are, are really the geniuses behind it, so. Yeah, basically what, what happens with what it happened with War of the Undead, it happened with this. It's like he says, here's what I want to draw, come up with a story. So then I'll, so that basically that's what I'll do is I'll come up with, you know, and uh, come up with a story and, you know, we want to, he wants to include aliens, he wants to include the cryptids and all that stuff. So I come up with a story and then I bounce some ideas off him, he'll bounce some more back and I'll write, like, I'll write, I'll panel it out and write the, the issue then I'll give it to him, he draws it, and then when he gives it back, I'll write the dialogue, I write notes as I go along the way for dialogue. Um, but when I get his art, that's when I actually write the dialogue, so I know how much room I have to work with. Otherwise, I'll write too much, so I'll, I try to, you know, keep it condensed and uh, so it doesn't overwhelm the panel. Because his art's so cool. There's a lot of times where, like, you know, there'll be a huge, you know, splash page, and 
though it might be only one box, and sometimes that's deliberate because I really like the way it looks and I don't want to clutter it up with words, you know? Behind the projector over here in the white shirt. Q and I wrote a sitcom. Uh, yeah, it was originally it was called um, Dateland, and then it ended up being called Prowlers. And um, <laughs> it's it has kind of a always sunny in Philadelphia vibe. And we uh, were working with um, some dude in an agency. God, it was years ago now. And uh, you know they would give notes. We'd address the notes. Blah blah blah. And it's basically about these uh, four guys who who run a dating agency in um in down in southern actually southern florida and uh, cuz i really like south florida so i was hoping that it would get made and we could shoot it there <laughs> that's why i said it there um and uh and they're they're idiots you know they're idiots and basically the only reason they opened it was to try to make a couple bucks and meet girls and it's um three high school friends who are wrestlers in school and their wrestling coach. So these guys are like 30, the coach is 60, and he was um, disgraced because he was having an affair with a 16-year-old a girl back in, back in the day. But she's like, she was hideous, she was gross, so they constantly ridicule him even though he was, he was in love with her and shit. Um, and we, uh, we, we sent it to a couple people and they like it, but it's not, it's, it's really weird when when you write something, and, it, and I hate it because I'm like, this is this is definitely better than some of the shit I see on TV, including Comic Book Man. Um, so I don't understand like why we couldn't at least get a pilot. But I mean, things never really die. It seems in in that industry, like it might kick around for ten years, and then suddenly somebody becomes interested. And there's a lot of people that you know that that will read it and then t turn around and be like, well, they don't really make TV like this anymore. And it's like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, Always Sunny in Philadelphia is 10 goddamn seasons. You know, it's, they do make TV like this. So we considered even um, uh, making it ourselves, like just shooting the pilot ourselves and seeing how that worked out. So possibly, who knows? Right here. If the show is unscripted, who came spontaneously? Oh, like Nichelle Nichols showed up out of nowhere? No, it's unscripted. Not, not, it's not a reality show. Not unplanned. Um, yes. <laughs> no, they do, they do set up guests, but most times we don't know that they're coming in. So we'll get a heads up like, hey, somebody's coming in today. And we're like, oh, shit, who's coming in today? I hope they're not going to steal Ming's. Or they won't know, like, what, you know, like, that they were going to need the the action figure or whatever. They won't tell them that. Yeah, and, uh, people, uh, there seems to be, like, a very gray area around, like, unscripted and reality and all this other shit, you know? Like, the truth of it is, the people that, um, the people that bring stuff in, that bring the items in, every one of them is cast. Because if you set up a camera and waited for interesting shit to come in... We, yeah, we would in. still be shooting the first episode. Um, <laughs> so you have to get those people in, and you have to know that 
you, you know, there's an interest in the item or whatever. Uh, the, what they call the A story stuff, you know, whether it's we're going to the the dude's bat mansion or, or Michelle Nichols or the flea market or bowling or whatever. Um, like, it, of course, it's set up in advance, you know, but they always ask us, like, what do you guys want to do? And then in the beginning of the season, we'll give them a long list of ideas as to what we want to do. Um, none of the uh, dialogue <clears throat> is scripted at all. As per us, you know, I wouldn't allow it. And Kevin doesn't want it. And I, I, was the kiss scripted? No. No. Uh, Look at me. That Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Twice. You got, you got two of them. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got to say, I was surprised at the first one, really surprised at the second one. Yeah, I was going to try to cop a feel, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> she she beat him it, to man. it. Your, your, your beard was like a tractor beam. Yeah. Like, drew her in. It was are awesome. there any Trekkies here? Like, is there any people who are in the Star Trek? Yeah, seriously. Don't, don't be trying to get some This Trek dude, you're red. in a Star Trek? So that was, it was, the, the whole thing was like, that was the first interracial kiss on, on TV, right? Did she ever kiss anyone else again on screen? Or was I the second? Can you imagine your that's the way like your career trajectory? <laughs> William Shatner, Brian Johnson. Yeah. Uh, Batman shirt over here. Wait, wait, I didn't get the answer yet. Oh. Did did she? Oh, was a second. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're All a right, hero. Bat- <laughs> Batman shirt right over here. It, Secret it, stash hiring. Absolutely not. Where do you live? Where do you live? Where do you live? <laughs> you can move? I'm sure you can. But no, I'm sorry, we're not. Yeah, there's a, the, the whole View Askew Secret Stash world is very insulated. It's nearly impossible because there's just not that many positions. Of it. Even if I wanted to work there, I don't think there's a position available. You know, no, like you're nor would they trust me. Like Walt wouldn't have me; he'd fire me the first day. Probably we'd make you apply. Yeah, the interview process. But there were there were back when we actually had the office. Uh, a lot of people, like when Kevin was in Jersey and and he was making movies, the number of what the fuck is that noise? You hear that? Yeah. Um, Walt, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, people would submit their resumes, and, and there was just a stack of resumes that you're like, this person will never get called because there's just. It's just not that kind of office, you know. It wasn't an active production office where people were making movies, and they're like, I don't care, I'll get coffee for free, I'll dance naked, like whatever their offer was. It it, it never really mattered, which was unfortunate because, you know. But uh, Mike started out as a customer at the stash I many, did. many years ago, and he had, to, he had to gain, slowly gain Walt's trust. Oh, dear God, was that a chore? Yeah. Uh, first he gained my trust. Right? Yeah, that's true. I had to gain your trust. Yeah, Mike used to. Uh, I used to run the merchandising arm of the of the stash, and uh, my, I can't remember. How did you come on? You you came. To, I actually worked. I worked at the store uh, just every other Saturday, and I kind of parlayed that. Walt and I had been um, friends. Is too weird a word with Walt. Um, yeah, you're overreaching. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you'd slowly gained his trust, and you know we we uh, we liked the same comics, and uh, I didn't annoy him too much with questions like, "What's Kevin really like?" Uh, if anyone has that question, put your hand down because don't want to hear it. Um, but 
then uh, he asked me if I wouldn't mind working every other Saturday. Started working uh, Wednesdays for uh, New Comics Day, and a full-time position came up at um, the online side, and uh, Walt recommended me to Brian. And Brian's like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. He used to come in for comic books. And uh, boom, then I started working. And then it led to this boring story. (laughs) And (laughs) we're done. (laughs) Uh, Oriole's hat right here. Stacy? She's CGI, too. Stacy Patella does exist. Stacy yeah. Patella most definitely exists. She, uh, I don't know. Actually, we're kind of like, uh, we got to be nearing four Before. years now, right? Only four years left. Uh, she said a couple of weeks ago, she sent me a picture of the wedding dress she was going to wear. If, if the Kickstarter reached a certain amount and it didn't, uh, the Kickstarter for our claymation effort, which I'm still hearing bullshit about from some people, but. <laughs> uh, red shirt, right? The guy, oh, Gary? Mm-hmm. Gary Khan, which these guys did Gary Khan, uh, Gary Conover, who was sick with heart issues, longtime customer, wanted to sell his, his collection. Um, and these guys sort of organized the, uh, the whole auction. Have you done, you're saying like, what have you done for him lately? Oh, have you got? Have you guys gone to anyone's house before and done that kind of we've stuff? We've done that before. We've uh, we've helped people out who are in dire straits. And uh, the Mike Esposito, we helped out the widow Esposito as well this past season because um, her nephew came in with all of his stuff, and um, she was she was on a fixed income, and you know we we made a, a little bit of a cushion for her, so. Even Muse one time, I remember, um, in the other store early on, some old lady came in, like, Muse is like, his, what you think Muse is and, and like, who he really is are, are so, like, wildly divergent. He, um, he was at the store one time with me, and, and uh, an old lady came in the store. She was old, too. She was, like, 75, 80, something like that, and uh, had some comics, said that she found them. I guess they were her husband's. Complete dog shit like worthless you know and uh he gave her a hundred bucks for him pretending that like they were valuable and and she was so happy like that's really the kind even though you hear the junkie stories and puss this and ask that you know like he's he's really quite a dude muse did he borrow that hundred bucks from ming yeah yeah, when I say yeah, muse, yeah. So, I mean Ming. So it really came from me, so I was, I was the real, real hero. <coughs> Michael make house calls, uh, you know, every so often. Yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll call the that. store yeah. and say, you know, they have such a large collection, they can't bring it to the store, and uh, Mike will go out. Um, wasn't there a story about, like, a divorce, like a nasty divorce? That never came to fruition, but, yeah, there was someone who's um, really nasty divorce down in Nashville, and they had, like, a 100,000 comic collection, um, and they wanted us to mediate. And um didn't happen because I, I kind of suggested, hey, maybe this would make a really good storyline for a comic book, man. And I click, mm, okay, all right, never mind. Uh, movie shirt. Is Sunday Jeff ever going to, now that he's made his comic book man debut, is he going to do what? Come to a con. Come to a convention? 
I would love for Sunday Jeff to be at a convention. I would love to see him signing merchandise and just handing out pearls of wisdom to people because he is fucking awesome. Sunday Jeff, the, the, the weirdest thing I, I, well, maybe not the weirdest, but one of the weirder things I heard about Sunday Jeff was his wife gave him an anniversary present and it was to go to San Diego Con, but she didn't go with him. She bought him a ticket. Got him a hotel room, and he yeah. went there by himself. By himself. <laughs> went went by to himself. the San Diego con and then <laughs> went home. <laughs> so strange. No, but the funnier, even funnier, Walt gave him a shopping list. So he was actually working out there. He did. It was a long list, too. Oh, it yeah. was like It was big enough where Eddie found it all. He, would, uh, he had to ship it back. Yeah. Uh, Superman shirt right here. Why? The first one was so perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how are we going to prove on that? <laughs> it's doubtful. I mean, uh, uh, I guess if we get another season, we'll probably try to do something along the same lines as the commercial or the, uh, like the pitch tape that we, that we did. I find them to be really fun to do. I mean, yeah, at this know. point, do we need a commercial? Like, the, the show is a weekly half-hour yeah. commercial for the store already. <laughs> I think, I, I, think we're, show, I think we're okay on then that. Then that I'm, commercial is played on Netflix. You know. Right, and, and during the, the hottest TV show on the planet right now, I think we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, red shirt right here in the front. Uh, no, unless you count the Dean Cain party. I guess adults are, are okay for some reason, but kids... Well, they don't tear everything apart, for one. <laughs> All right, there's, there's that. I, I just say just add to the bill. Let them go to town. They, you know, you go to any other place, your kids break something. They, you, they break it, you buy it. So, but you guys don't like kids. Thanks. Yeah, and that's without training. So, can you imagine if I went pro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> South Park hat in the back. <laughs> the plausibility of making a sequel or remake of Vulgar with Ming as the Clown. Well, I wouldn't go remake. Um, I mean, he, he couldn't replace O'Halloran, but I would definitely consider... I actually had an idea for a sequel that we, that we never did where he, he got... Busted, and you know, spoiler alert for a movie that's 20 years old. Um, he, he actually got caught for the murder and uh, spent some time in jail. And uh, when he got out, he was like living on Skid Row and he became a carny, uh, like a, a heroin addicted carny, and uh, wanted to like take it from there, like go even darker than, than the first one. Uh, I don't know, maybe Ming could be like his, his young heroin addicted protege, you know. <laughs> I would like to see that. You're such a cheery person, Brian. <laughs> I gotta say mm -hmm. that. I'm in. Get writing. Let's go to this side of the room over here, right there. Bad editing. That's why. Um, when you've got a podcast table with Brian Johnson, Walt Flanagan, and Kevin Smith, it is impossible to get a word in edgewise because these guys have a dynamic all their own, and uh, I mean. Through no fault of, of theirs, They're, they've just got that banter down like that. And um, I, I don't know why I'm not doing more transactions, but uh, that's something to take up with the folks at AMC. Uh, AMC mm -hmm. at AMC. So 
Get on that, will you? Thanks, buddy. Well, I think I think it's also a matter of like if if the item needs to be um, described or talked about with knowledge, that's when Mike's there. And if they're like, well, we just want someone to make fun of this person, that's when I'm there. And they always want Brian to make fun of somebody. So yeah, there's that. Is that a Batman shirt back there? No, what do you wear? Star Wars. Star Wars. Definitely. Um, the, the Lou Ferrigno episode, when um, I, uh, I'm talking to Lou about well, what I eat for breakfast, and I say I eat um, like six or eight donuts. I, what I said was six or eight mini donuts, like, you know, the little ones, the, like the, the donut gems. And, um, and, and the, the showrunner, who's also the, the editor, to break my balls, cut out mini so that I would look, you know, <laughs> like an even fatter mess than I already am, you know. Hi. Ming, you want to answer that too? Is somebody else coming in here? Who? Is it John Hader? Because, you know, we can... All right, it's not John Hader. All right. Five minutes seems like too short a time. Five minutes? All right, ten. All right. Woo. Ming, do you want to answer that question? Uh, well, not, um... I think other than that, I think uh, I've been pretty adamant that everything plays out like it, like it really did. I mean, that's not true, man. That's not true one? at all. Oh yeah, the uh, the bowling episode when you all abandoned me and I'm <laughs> sitting there. We had a different button. Uh, I missed the shot, and that was that was totally realistic. The fate of uh, the stash was in my hands, and I threw a gutter ball, and uh, they abandoned me. Everyone abandoned me, and uh, I just sit there and. My, my button was, I, I fucking hate those guys. And they would have gone to, but no, that someone at AMC didn't like that. It always comes back to AMC, so. How we doing on that front? All right, good, all right. Uh, red hat and glasses. When, when am I, I'm sorry, what was that? My next run? When, when I'm chased. That's the only time I'll ever run again. <laughs> No friggin' way. You can, retired? They, they made me run up a, uh, a goddamn mountain, for God's sake. I didn't prepare for that. I was ready to go flatland. I was like, I'm, and I did. I trained for about a month beforehand, and then, holy crap. It was pretty funny. I was sitting there watching it, and it's just like, he starts chugging up like, I think I can, I think I can. <laughs> like, goddamn, I can't, like goddamn, I can't. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, they had to bring the oxygen out. It was, it was awful. I'm at the top already. I'm yelling. Yeah, he at was you. yelling at me. I was I'm yelling like, at you. You mother, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that hard? Uh, Batman Dick. shirt all the way in the back. Do you have a favorite, favorite superhero? superhero? Do I have a favorite superhero? Brian Johnson's my superhero. Yeah. <laughs> I love that man. Is there anything, uh, anything Mike that Robert Bruce doesn't know? How about everything? Um, no, that dude knows a lot. Yeah. He knows a that. lot of the stupidest stuff. I mean, I know really stupid he stuff. Know comic stuff. He is um, amazingly stupid stuff. So, Rob Bruce and I have a love-hate relationship. It doesn't play out on the show. But in real life, if you listen to our podcast, um, he, he uh, considers himself 
uh, the third in I Sell Comics, which is Ming and my podcast, and he's not. <laughs> so, honestly, though, I, th- I feel like Rob Bruce at times will bullshit though. Like he might not exactly exactly know what he's talking about, and he'll just say stuff. Um, I've, I've seen he, him get called out a paycheck on, for on, that. online at times. Yeah, he's good at making it sound convincing, though. That's, yeah. his, that's his talent. That's his he does talent. sell it. Right there. My favorite ongoing book right now. Um, Brian, what are you writing? Oh, wait a minute. No, that was a mm. miniseries. My favorite miniseries is uh, Cryptozoic Man of course, from yeah. uh, Dynamite. Yeah. So pick it up at your local comic shop. Oh, be, come on. Give her a straight Oh, you answer. love that one. <laughs> um, my favorite ongoing right now is, um, I'd have to say, Jeff Johns' Justice League. I think, it's, I think he's brilliant. And uh, I'm really digging uh, Marvel's, uh, Marvel's current run on Hawkeye. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of that. Um, I think where they got me was that one issue told from the perspective of uh, Pizza Dog. It's just, it's just, I thought that was brilliant. Pizza Dog. Pizza Dog. There you go. Good. Right here. I'm championing Rob Bruce's TV show. You know what? Actually, Rob Bruce, uh, I think we can talk about this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he did a sizzle reel. So the Rob Bruce show might just be a reality for all of you folks out there. And, you know, don't, don't let my you know, bashing of Rob Bruce turn you up. He's, uh, he is a knowledgeable guy when it comes to pop culture. And the man has the world's largest collection of marbles. Get back here. <laughs> I'm talking about Rob Bruce's marbles. <laughs> but uh, hopefully that'll go to uh, like pilot series. and we'll see something. When is Wybri coming back to Orlando? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm actually going to forward Kevin a schedule because we have a bunch of cons lined up. So I'm going to forward him a schedule to see which cities he may want to do. Um, Orlando? I don't know. I should have told him this time, but it, it didn't occur to me. It's fun, right? It's a fun show. Yeah, I like it. Red hair over there. Oh yeah! I, 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 every time I every time I think I succeed, I hold it against them. I mean, they they don't they, they try not to let me know it, but uh, I, uh, you know, you never know if anything's going to work till you try it. So. And Ming, you have a really really loose definition of uh, success. Oh, um, so. success is relative. That that was one of the um, that was one of those moments where the that season's producers tried to spin it. They wanted like they they Here wanted so desperately for Ming to win, um, you know, like make a whole bunch of money and stuff. And the resolution was that you didn't, right? No, I made like seventy dollars. Made like seventy bucks, yeah, which in reality, but they wanted they they literally wanted to lie and say like, oh, he made three hundred bucks, and Walt lo- like Walt was supposed to fucking bow to him and all shit, <laughs> and Walt said, fuck that. Walt said, why? Why, why, like, why do I have to lose? He was like, if, if this is his suggestion, this is what he wants to do, go ahead. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to allow the outcome to be fake and make me look like a dickhead at the same time. Um, I'm, not, I'm not in that one. That, that day, I remember they called me in at like 9 in the morning. And uh, by 4 o'clock, I, I was still sitting there. I hadn't done anything. And I'm like, how about I do this? I wanted to bomb Ming with water balloons from across the street. <laughs> 
I wanted to. There were, I had a couple different ideas, and they just they the, the second season producers didn't like me at all, so they um, they they excluded me from it. Said no. I, I I actually stole one of his comics at a certain point without him knowing, and it was it was supposed to, it was a valuable one. They they didn't want to show that, you know. Idiots. <laughs> right here, white shirt. Uh, that would be Walt That's Flanagan. Walt. Yeah. It's Walt Flanagan. <laughs> it, uh, that laugh grows on you. When you hear that laugh, uh, I know life is okay. Mm. Y- yellow hat in the back. Favorite what? Favorite vehicle that came in the stash? Um, I love the, uh, the General Lee. That was awesome. The Batmobile was really cool, too. It had to be the Batmobile. The guy let me drive it. Um, it, uh, I, and I drove it at three miles an hour because right before I got in, he's like, well, you know, I paid $140,000 for this. He's like, be careful with it. So I mean, I, you can't open it up after a guy tells you that. For yeah, me, you for can't. M- I did. Yeah. For me, it was the limo that me and Stan rode around in. <laughs> uh, Florida Geek Scene right here. What is the question? I, I don't even know how to repeat that question. I, so. if, if we were able to look back in time at the Big Bang Theory. If I saw a hand? I'd be like, what the fuck yeah, is that? Yeah, I would that? definitely stop. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd oh my God, George Pettis is right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you asking? Would it be wh- giving me the finger? Would it be like, <laughs> screw you? Are you? Is your question? Would you guys be surprised if you found out for a fact that God exists? Is that your answer? Question? Well, something along those lines. Depending on what you want. <laughs> yeah, I'd be oh, surprised. This is all you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we have time for one more question. <laughs> Red right there. Either one. Oh, do you mean... Oh, do you mean do we have signals to each other? Um, uh, if there's real money involved, Walt will handle that, or he'll let me handle it. And yeah, he'll just push me aside yeah, and be like, "What the hell are you doing? Under What's wrong bus? with you?" <laughs> yes, you're a demand, Ming. <laughs> yes, sir. You guys, you guys want to wrap it up, or you want to keep going? Yeah. Anybody else have a question? Uh, who, I'm just trying to find somebody who hasn't gone. Who hasn't gone? Who hasn't gone? There's you. Wolverine in the back. Uh, you're asking... You, we do cast everything that comes in, but is 
um, money negotiable or is it set? Uh, everything is negotiable. All the negotiations are set. Uh, actually, no, I'm sorry. All the neg negotiations are real. Everything is, um, everything you see that we do. Humana, humana, humana. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, you're going to. Um, everything that you see uh, is real. That's the money that changes hand right there. Yeah, the Boom, price that they want for it, the ridiculous price they want for it. That's what. Yeah, everybody comes in, you know, with um, you know those those champagne dreams, and and they ain't getting it. Right here, you had one. The Lou Ferrigno episode, uh, the picture of me. The, the before picture. Mm -hmm. She would have done me. What, that old lady? Mm -hmm. But even at this weight, I wouldn't have done her. <laughs> what happened? I mean, if you, honest, if you want the honest answer... Um, I have at times severe depression and I start stop giving a shit and like sometimes it's for like years at a time so like back then I was in a good place uh, me and I just quit the stash which probably elevated my mood uh, the merchandising yeah. um, and Mosier Scott Mosier my friend and I went to um, we went on a trip we had been planning for over a year we uh, went to Australia for 10 days and uh, hiked around. We went to, then we went to New Zealand for three weeks and then we went to Fiji for another week. So like when those pictures were taken, we were hiking anywhere from five to 12 miles a day and um, feeling good. When I got back, I kept it up for a while, but uh, my knee got bad and I started, um, Taken, the doctor started giving me Percocet for it, and um, I didn't stop taking the Percocet for years, you know, and um, it was weird because it was one of those things where, all right, everybody, it's serious, fucking drug time, drug, uh, this is your brain on drugs. Um, I knew that, like, uh, opiates were addictive, obviously, but I genuinely believed, like, well, I can't get, I won't get addicted to them. I don't have an addictive personality. I've never been addicted to anything. And, uh, and you know, I drank. I, I take Adderall by prescription. And, you know, it's, it's like a molecule away from methamphetamine. And um, I can take it for six months straight. And then if I stop taking it one day, it doesn't bother me at all. But the opiates were different. Because, like, I've had depression my entire life, and, and the, the opiates made it seem like everything was okay. So, why not take it? And I, and I genuinely believed in the beginning. I was like, why would they not prescribe this for people with depression? It, it works better than any antidepressant I ever took. I mean, I found out why after I was spending $2,000 a week trying to buy them on the street, you know? Um, so, to answer your question... I had a severe drug problem. I'm horribly depressed and hate myself, and that's why I'm fat. <laughs> you feel better about yourself, pal? <laughs> All right. Do I give a shit now? Sometimes. Sometimes I do. Uh, my, uh, really, the, there are times, honestly, like my niece, Sage, I don't know if you know who she is. I talk about her on Tell Em Steve Dave. If you, she's been in every season of Comic Book Men 
most most prominently in the first season when I got the tattoo of her as a zombie on my arm, um, I can I, I, I say with 100% no bullshit, like, if it wasn't for that little kid, like, I want to be sitting up here today. Like, she is the reason. But I... <laughs> Oh sure. Do you have a Hulk? Do you have a Hulk 181 to go with it? <laughs> uh, right here. When Kev was making Clerks, did I believe in it, or did I think he was wasting his money? Um, I didn't think he was wasting his money. I, I, like as you know, I wasn't involved because we were sort of uh, fighting. Yeah, in a in a fight at the time, but I knew. A hundred percent that whatever he made was going to be was going to be fantastic because I'd read so much of his stuff before we took creative writing classes together. And I mean, obviously, he's like the funniest guy I've ever met in my life. And um, it sucked to not be a part of it. But at the same time, you know, I'm a stubborn, proud dickhead. So is he. So it just wasn't going to happen that I was going to go apologize or whatever. Um, and in retrospect, it's like, it's fine because things worked out anyway. And, you know, it's a, it's, it's a more interesting story than I was there every day. And he, what he said, he based the Randall character on me. He wanted me to play Randall, but uh, it's, it's good that I didn't because Jeff is so good at it and I wouldn't have been nearly as, as good as he is in Clark. So it would have been a different movie and it's, it's actually better, you know? But yeah, never for a second was I like, have fun paying off that credit card debt. It'll never, yeah, no, I'd, I'd never felt that way about him. No matter what that guy does. Eh, maybe Jersey Girl. <laughs> has, has the show hurt or, or helped our relationships? Oh, our? Uh,. I, th- I think it's probably about the same. Um, I, Walt's, I, Walt, I think, feels like there's a mass exodus. Something better must be going on. <laughs> uh, I feel like um, like Walt might get tired of being around people that much. Um, I, I feel I have the same feelings, you know. As it hasn't hurt anybody's relationship. It's not like you know. We're like the Beatles. We're all successful, and we're going to start infighting and shit. You know, it's. I think it's fine. Force us to interact? Nah. Nah. That's the thing. Like people genuinely believe that. Some people genuinely believe like Ming and I. Like if they see us in public together, like we we, we took our kids <laughs> to a little zoo, and the dude's like astonished that we're hanging out. And I'm like, dude, almost fell on the floor. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's like, it, dude, it's TV. Like, he's been my friend for 15 years. Like, I love this guy. Like, I, nothing I say is sincere. Like, you know, it's just, it's ball breaking. And if if you're a dude, you get it. And if you're from Jersey, you get it. You know, totally get it. Um, but some people, I think, are just like, I I don't know people like you that say the things you do to other people and don't either get hit or <laughs> shot or you know, written off. But, yeah, I, I think the relationships are all pretty good. Last question? That's sure, one more, and then that's it. Right there. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I'm, are, we uh, are we all from Jersey? I was uh, born and raised in Jersey. Brian and uh, Walt. Me, Walt, Kevin, and Muse um, are all from the... Well, me, Kevin, and Muse are from the same town. Walt moved to our town in fifth grade. So, what's up? What exit? Yeah, never heard uh, that one. 117. <laughs> nah. And uh, I've been in Jersey for the last uh, 12 years. Prior to that, I'd been all over L.A. Uh, so he's a true Jersey Midwest. girl. That's yeah. it. Yeah. All right. I want to thank everybody for coming. Thanks yeah. for Thanks, watching. Folks. Give a round of applause for these guys. Thank you, everybody. We're, um, we're, we're taking pictures and stuff if you want to drop by booth 635. 635. We're right under Six. the 600 banner on the main yep. floor. We'll be there. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, thanks for coming. <laughs>